6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. In less than a month, Pope Francis will have visited Edmonton, Masquachis, and Lac St. Anne as part of his Canadian tour. The Pope will be in Alberta from July 24th through the 27th. And leaders from four First Nations in central Alberta say the visit could help the world understand the trauma the residential school system caused to Indigenous people. Chief Willie Littlechild is a lawyer, a former Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada member who spent 14 years years of his youth in a residential school. Chief Littlechild joins us now. Chief, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Last we spoke, you were heading to the Vatican as part of that delegation who, who went to speak with Pope Francis. The Pope apologized at that time for the Catholic Church's role in residential schools and committed to visiting Canada to make another apology. Now he's coming here. He'll be here in less than a month. Uh, what's going through your mind with what has transpired over the past couple of months since that visit to the Vatican? Well, several things have gone through my mind. First of all, the, uh, the um, I suppose, an incredible, incredible result of uh, several years of uh, work on the um, issue to invite His Holiness Pope Francis to come to Canada to issue an apology to the survivors uh, and the families and the communities uh, in our own territories. And to have it actually um, soon to happen is really, really incredible, but also pleasing uh, that uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission call to action for him to do that will be activated. When you talk uh, yesterday at the news conference, you along with um, some other uh, leaders talking about uh, the Pope's visit and how it could help the world understand the trauma of the residential school system. Can you expand on that? Uh, I mean, is it just it's going to be, you know, the the world's attention on the Pope's visit to Canada and, and, and why he's here? And so that's going to be able to open up more conversation? Yes, I think the um, important thing in terms of global impact is, uh, well, first of all, um, the residential schools, sometimes called boarding schools, other places called orphanages, is a global phenomenon, really, in terms of how children have been abused by adults under their care. So... Uh, it's kind of a focal point here now that the apology um, we expect will be given. That will resonate with all of the other mm-hmm. countries, including especially the United States. Yeah, yeah. But actually, Jalen, um, when, we, when we researched the, um, the history of the boarding school system, uh, it goes back with the prime minister of the day, assigning two men, one to go to the United States because they had a boarding school already, and one to go to France because they had reform schools. And to find out um, uh, how do they deal with uh, juveniles or to the uh, students when they step out of the line or when they, uh, just how do they deal with that? people. And the U.S. person said you have to take them away from their family. 
uh, because uh, um, they'll just stay as uh, savages, and we need to Christianize and civilize them. In the France case, they said when they step out of the line, you have to punish them. Mm. So between these two reports that came back, the prime minister then established the residential school uh, system, including the punishment and including the uh, mm. separating their children from their parents. So it's, um, it's the trauma of that policy, in effect, that uh, we deal with today, this very day. So I think it's very important that uh, Canadians and others understand the impact of uh, separating young children by law, actually. And that, in our case, it was a legislated form of simulation at Chief, such a young age and then yeah. put them into an institution uh, for so long by, uh, by assaulting, really, our languages, our cultures, our families, and our communities. Chief Littlechild joining me this afternoon. Um, the Pope's, um, I think, first stop is going to be uh, to Masquachis, that area, and uh, is going to go to the former Ermanskin uh, Residential School site. And uh, we're expecting that that is where the apology on Canadian soil on, on, on will happen. What's the significance of that apology coming at that site, Chief? Well, it's significant for me personally. I spent 11 years in that school. Um, but also importantly, apparently each papal visit, uh, the Pope usually has quiet prayer in the, um, in the church and uh, will do so here. We want him to come to our church and uh, say his uh, personal uh, prayers there, and then go to the gravesite mm. by the school, by the church, and he wants to do that as well, to say prayers for the missing children and those that have uh, never returned, are still not found, and also the unmarked graves. Well, then he wants to see a former site of a residential school, mm -hmm. which is the school I went to, the Hermanskin School. Then he will gather with the um, assembly of survivors that will be waiting for him to uh, to join them. We know that uh, the timeline for the Pope's visit is tight um, for, you know, a number of reasons, but also he has some mobility issues and has been in, a, in, in pain, so they really have to spread this out. And there's been some concern, Chief Littlechild, uh, about the, uh, the amount of time that he will be able to spend with survivors. Um, what do you say to that? Are, are, you know, is... Do you think he should be spending more time, or is this, you know, we're, we're going to make do with what, what can happen here given the circumstances with his health? I think the second part, Jalen, uh, because we have to respect his age and his health condition, and we've mapped out, I think, a route that will be um, within the time limits uh, that are allowed um, for him to spend enough time with the survivors um, when he meets them uh, personally. And we understand also the the most significant statement that he will make 
uh, will be presented here. Mm-hmm. So that's important in and of itself uh, for the healing of those many, many students, survivors who are still uh, wanting to um, get on with life in a sense by going on a healing journey. Mm-hmm. But they required the formal apology from His Holiness the Pope Jeez. in our territory. So uh, it was a call to action from the Truth Commission where it started. But the um, the amazing thing that happened is that uh, my school was picked. And uh, mm-hmm. out of all the potential sites he could have gone to, and um, it needs to be noted as well that this is not the only place that he will be going to, Lexington. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is a traditional uh, pilgrimage site, and there'll be more opportunity for survivors and the Pope um, to engage there. He will be going to Edmonton for an official mass. Mm-hmm. That will also uh, will be a huge crowd, I'm sure. Yeah, Again, no, no doubt. An for uh, people to um, to at least be in a in the presence of the Pope and the Pope in the presence of the survivors and others that want to see him and also at a church site in Edmonton and the uh, seminary. So there's other sites other than Muscogee's, Yeah. but this will be the first stop and uh, if it's the most significant statement he's going to make, that will have a very positive impact, I'm sure. Chief, uh, Chief you, you mentioned that, and before I let you go, um, before we run out of time here, you know, you talk about that. I mean, this is the school that you spent 11 years in, and that apology, something that you've worked towards and, and, and many others have worked towards for decades, is going to come at the site of... Uh, of that of that school um, on your nation what goes to your mind like that's that that's going to be a very powerful moment it, it must when you think about it I, I I don't even know how you wrap your head around that well it's going to be um, for me personally very significant because I worked on the this particular one for seven years and even more than that before but um, the highlight for me is not only receiving the apology, which I did, by the way, in mm-hmm. Rome on my birthday. <laughs> yes. Um, which was also significant because, because birthdays weren't acknowledged mm-hmm. in residential schools. So that had a very emotional impact on me personally. But what I really want to say is that once an apology is given by anyone where harm was done, um, usually there's an opportunity for forgiveness if someone wants to forgive. And we have not had that chance. And for me, to have it happen here, I would love to be the one to be able to forgive uh, what has done to us as children on behalf of my family uh, and others that have asked me to, um, to express that forgiveness if I ever had a chance. Mm. So that will come full circle then with the um, beginning with the truth. The truth is still unraveling, as you know, mm-hmm. with the findings and so on. But the apologies have been given. Um, there was a skip over to the healing journeys, the um, 
sense of having a feeling of justice and then reconciliation. But I think the power of forgiveness and the power of hope are also necessary to be incorporated into both both the healing and also true reconciliation to happen. Chief Littlechild, uh, we'll leave it there. And I want to thank you for making time for us. And I look forward to talking with you again, maybe after that apology is heard uh, on your territory. And um, I always appreciate your time. Thank you for this. Thank you very much. And uh, keep up the good work. I really appreciate the fact that you share this story with your listening audience because it's going to take all of us to reach uh, reconciliation. Agreed. Thank you, Chief Littlechild. Thank you. Take care. Chief Willie Littlechild joining us this afternoon.